0: Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dad Cast. It's been another spell since you and I last recorded an episode for a variety of reasons, uh, but I think. I think we've got things figured out I and mean, it's taken the better portion of the pandemic so far, but we're going to actually structure uh, an actual schedule, a recording schedule, where we can, you know, connect and talk about all things, fatherhood, nerdy-ish and everything else that comes to mind.
1: So I'm kind of excited. Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, I'm not sure if it's just time has been weird because I think time has definitely been weird. I'm not sure if the last time we recorded was three months ago or days ago or any of those other units that used to describe time that just Mm -hmm. kind of don't work anymore in my opinion. Yeah, well, and the
0: funny thing is that uh, my podcast repertoire, each podcast sort of owns a day of the week. Um, And that's sort of what has given me the structure I've needed to figure out whether or not I have to log in for work. Um, and, you know, that gives me the the, the time. But, yeah, it's a complete blur otherwise. So I think now that we've got this cadence figured out, it's perfect timing because not only are we still at home, but we've now been given the green light here, at least in our province, to start exploring beautiful B.C.,
1: Yes, because, just our province.
0: Yes, that, that whole like, you know, non-essential travel ban is no longer the case. Like I'm actually genuinely curious. How many people right now are going to go out this weekend and lick telephone poles in all the different cities around BC that they
1: haven't been able to visit since, you know, this all began. I'd like to be optimistic and say I'm not a lot of them, but actually I think it's probably going to be there's going to be a lot of telephone po- pole licking this uh this weekend. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Well, the good thing is, uh, I don't think, well, I, I have no plans to go out. And I don't think you have any plans to go out. So, no,
1: no, I'm making, I'm making a one trip out this weekend and that'll be my, my adventure. And yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that's, that's an
0: adventure into itself. And, and two weeks from now, when we record our next episode, we can report back on how much telephone
1: pole licking took place and whether or not we're in lockdown again. I'm just gonna make sure I have lots of alcohol with me and not, not alcohol to drink before the telephone, but alcohol to put on my hands and anything that I lick, put alcohol on it first. Yeah. I mean, I, that, you know, I've heard, you know, you, you, you
0: drink like, you know, moonshine and in like telephone poles, you're perfectly safe yes. because you know, As the moonshine is going down, it's sort of killing and insulating everything, including Um, you.
1: And I want to emphasize I'm absolutely not a professional, and please do not take my advice.
0: (laughs) But uh, this episode, we're actually going to spend more time talking about uh, a whole lot of nerdy topics. Well, actually, maybe not a whole lot of topics. It's one. Uh, But uh, we are on the precipice of new generation consoles making an appearance. Technically speaking, this holiday season and we thought you know what now that we know a little bit more about one of them why don't we talk about both of them and being that we're console gamers and all that so you know what let's get ourselves a whole lot nerdy so we have the playstation 5 we have the xbox series x which uh i have to admit i had to google um, it's like what's the what are they calling it again? Like PlayStation, and this there's, there's something that Sony has figured out is simplicity sells. Like they had a PlayStation, and then what was the next generation? The PlayStation Two, and then oh, PlayStation Three. But you know what? They shook things up when they said PlayStation Four, and you know, thinking they'd go real off the wall here, the next one's called the PlayStation Five. But then you got you got Microsoft, which we've had. There was okay, there was the Xbox. Then there was the Xbox Two, Xbox. Was it two? Or and then there, well, then there's like, I mean, there was an Xbox One, yeah, right. And then they started adding letters on it, like Xbox One X, Xbox One S, and now they've dropped like the one, and now they'll have Xbox Series. Like it's it's so difficult to pay attention to the generation that Microsoft tries to provide because they can, they haven't yet figured out what to call things. Even Apple has figured out their are they sort of numbering for their iPhones and they do crazy to a point. Stuff. To a
1: point yeah. yeah. I mean, with Microsoft, it goes back to, you know, windows, you had windows and then windows 95 and then windows 98 and then windows millennium and millennium
0: edition, millennium. random
1: things. So yeah, it's pretty random. I mean, Apple can be kind of the same way. Apple has me confused these days, but we're not talking about Apple tonight um yeah it, it, but to go on the other side of that i mean the radical simplicity of the name but looking at these two systems the radical simplicity of the box for microsoft i mean the xbox series x is literally a black hey, box a, yeah with with some you know openings on the top on it, to, yeah and you know, jettison
0: like the you know nuclear energy that's going to be might coming out of fire that. it might have
1: fireworks i'm not really sure but yeah. uh, So, yeah, and then the PlayStation 5 is this uh, really funky, beautiful Jetsons-esque kind of white – yeah, it's like something you see on the Jetsons and, like, a 1950s car with, like, fins and stuff. I don't even know how to explain it exactly.
0: Well, so, I mean, I sort of make light of how that, you know, new next-generation Xbox box, which is essentially what it is – has the ability to jettison heat i mean i think that's why it's designed the way it is is because with the sort of iteration of consoles but then the uh, hardware inside obviously being much more superior there's a lot of heat that's going to be generated oh, yeah. and you know unlike uh a, a, you know a pc that you might have where you can you know put in a, a cooling system or have multiple fans Consoles are designed uh, for that sort of quote-unquote simplicity, but the ability to you know stick it into an actual uh, you know console that your television might be part of. Uh, so I think you know Xbox or Microsoft in this case has designed it thinking that oh we're just going to sh- you know shoot fire out the top so to speak. Then you have Sony, who's gone yeah the opposite direction, where it's now going to be I think is like the it's definitely the tallest. Uh, PlayStation, they'll have had. I, I saw this um, graphic, and I want to say it was almost as big, if not bigger. At least, and that's the other thing. PlayStation has two versions: the PlayStation Five with the actual drive, disc drive, or CD drive, Blu-ray drive, or whatever the heck it is. Maybe they're going to reintroduce, you know, HD DVD. Oh. Um, they and I know that that's not a Sony thing; that's a Microsoft thing. I'm playing at it. It's bigger than the PS3 Fat Boy. Like it's it is huge. Like the footprint of space that it takes up. It's as if Sony's saying, here's this console. It's going to take up all the space you have. And that's how we're going to be the only console in your home. But one thing I know, like I have a, well, I have two PS4s here. I have a regular PS4 and then I have a PS4 pro because why not? Um, Well, my PS4 started to do some crazy things and I, I, it was having um, processing issues and I think it was heat related. My employer provides a wellness benefit as part of my, my benefits plan, and I needed to use it by the end of the year. Like we're talking, I suddenly realized I have $300 I need to spend, and it's like uh, five days left in the year. Well, there's a series of things that you can spend it on um, to improve wellness, and one of it was personal gaming systems, because by buying this, I can use it on my personal time to reduce stress. So, well, that, we're paid solid. for my PS4 Pro. Awesome. I, so, that's why I have the Port Four Pro it runs really well. But boy, I can tell you when I'm playing a game that's requiring processing power because the Airbus A380 engines fire up (laughs) and and that sucker scares the cat. Like, I'm genuinely impressed it has not flown off the shelf that it sits on uh, because those fans get going. So what am I getting at? Well, you look at the PS5 and you can sort of see like the vents near the top and that's it. So either Sony has created some form of like heat dissipation system or it too will be a smokestack, but one that will be shooting like blue flame because it'll be so intense coming out. And that's the weird thing. And I, I mean, we haven't seen any sort of pictures that describe it any
1: other way. The PS5 is a vertical machine. It doesn't have to be apparently though. I, I can't see okay. it not being, but apparently you can put it on its side. Okay. Well, I mean, I haven't seen any pictures of it on, on its side. And like yeah. I,
0: you know, some of the uh, renders and then I, when I watched the actual, um, the sort of not the live stream, I don't know what it wasn't the announcement event. We already knew all about it. We just didn't know much about it. Uh, all the pictures show it vertical, but, uh, the one I mean, looking at the series X, <laughs> I mean, I guess
1: you could put that on its side, but it, it, it is a
0: box like
1: Yeah, I'd want to put it behind something, you know, put it behind some books or something. Put it back on the shelf and, you know, just hide it. It... Just get a a garbage bin and pop it in there. (laughs) It'll fit. Yeah, I mean, I've had the same problem with my PlayStations where in the past I had consoles around my consoles and if the door was closed and it was heating up, you would hear that thing roaring like a beast inside there Mm -hmm. once it was processing properly. And so now we have all open air our our shelving is all open air so they can have plenty of room to breathe. This thing though, I mean, my wife takes up a lot of our of our shelving. She has a lot of board games all over the shelves. I have up to this point had two two spots on a IKEA bookshelf that are my spots for my gaming. Well, she has, you know, mm-hmm. 12 or 15 blocks of board games, which is just, it's a fair ratio. No big deal there. But uh, once, once we get this thing, and I mean, I've been a PlayStation guy, the, the exclusives are sort of, the exclusives of PlayStation have me, and i that's why I would want the system. So once I have it, I have to actually find a place to put it, because I don't think it's going to fit into one of the little Ikea shelves. And my TV takes up the entire top of the thing, so I have no idea I'm hoping it just sort of levitates like off the floor in the corner. That'd be cool. It's got like a little jet engine and, you know, that's how it dissipates the heat. It just floats there and shoots. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe it does. And I, you know, this is the other thing with the, the PS5 announcement is they also announced a variety of accessories, um, which, uh, to be quite honest, isn't a, so much of a surprise. But it's it's interesting that Sony's actually they're actually finally accepting that oh maybe we need to provide charging stations for you to charge those controllers without having to tie them or tether them by wire to your console. And oh hey, here's a wireless headset. Like we're actually going to have one at launch because apparently people don't like just that little tiny earbud like they got with the PlayStation Four. Um, they want it to be a media center, and so there's going to be both a media uh, remote and then um they're also thinking with the the fact that people might want to broadcast so they have this camera all these sort of branded things they do not however have a levitating pad or anything so yes i mean or or like a
1: you know a tether so that it doesn't like take off go through the ceiling the tether holds it so yeah well i mean their whole their whole tagline was that this is not all they have to announce they're going to be keeping on announcing you know <laughs> till christmas so yeah. who knows and the next thing could be that it levitates off the floor and that comes with your vr pack you know so well and let's let's actually talk a little bit about that did you catch any of the the live stream at all i tried to watch all of it but it was really interesting so i mean my internet here is pretty good i didn't think i'd have a problem watching it but i guess when 10 million people get on <laughs> youtube at the same time and that live stream it, when I could see the numbers it was like 10 or 12 million people so it was very hiccupy and I mean my son was watching and he was like dad why are the graphics so bad cuz you know it was all pixelated and blocky and the best I could get it on YouTube was like at 240p that was the only way it would run properly so that's that's total 4k right there yeah so my wife and I watched it again afterwards in actual speed and so Mm. I, I watched it twice actually Okay, so the reason I ask is I think
0: for, for myself, and I won't speak for you, but I think myself and many other people, there was one thing that was missing from that live stream, talking about sharing things sort of as we approach the holiday season. We don't know how much this bad boy is going to set us back. Yeah. like like I And it wasn't so much that I wanted the price. I mean, I kind of did, but I also wanted that ability to pre-order. Like if there's something I've learned about the scarcity of the Nintendo Switch right now, is that the ability to pre-order one of these devices, whichever one might suits your, fa- suits your fancy, if that's so you so wish to do, um, the sooner you get the pre-order in, the better you might feel that you'll have one come, come holiday season. Like, I'm going to presume that Sony's desire to continue to push this out for holiday 2020, I mean, I'm on their website right now, and they're saying holiday 2020, that w- the production of this already took place, or that they're... Production facilities never slowed down. Like There's just so many questions. But the other caveat to this on the price point, if we think back to the previous generation, Microsoft announced their price point first. And then Sony came in and said, hey, look at what you can get from us. We don't force you to take this camera or we don't force you to have this. And oh, by the way, here's our nice price. It's $100 cheaper. And, oh, look at all these exclusives, Destiny. And, you know, they, they just owned the space it actually got to the point where microsoft had to go back and say oh, okay well maybe you don't have to take our camera right away either but you'll have to wait and unfortunately then work out microsoft has yet to announce a lot of that detail and i think they were they're actually playing the game of yeah we'll iterate to whatever sony does
1: we're gonna let them set the bar yeah it's really interesting i mean there was a lot of talk before sony did this that uh Microsoft had released all their information and Microsoft told everybody it was coming and Sony hadn't told anybody. And so we knew a Sony system was coming. We just didn't know anything about it. And I think once this came out, at least for me, it seemed like they kind of took it. They took all, all the balls and just ran with them. And now Microsoft has to kind of catch up again. Mm-hmm. And the whole price thing, I, I think they're kind of daring each other to announce who, yeah. who's going to announce it first, who's going to announce it first or who's going to announce the release date. Cause I mean, at this point in time we're in June, you know, holiday 2020 isn't that long from now. And especially with the way time's working right now, you know, it could be tomorrow and we just don't know it yet. Yeah. So, so yeah, the whole thing. And I, I think in the previous generations, even though they didn't want to announce right away by this time, the release date's out there, the price is out there. So this time it's really kind of getting closer and closer and none of that information is out there. So that's really kind of interesting. Yeah. And the other thing that has sort of not come out, but through
0: conversation is that Sony has posited that the devices are going to be. So don't think so much about the price. Think about the value. And, that has people wondering, well, what do you mean by value? Because if suddenly price point isn't the selling feature, and I'm not suggesting price point should be, I I do understand the concept of value. That's an interesting sort of transition that you might sort of introduce. So the talk is, is that this is a matter of softening the blow of a potential sticker shock that could take place. Now there are rumors as well, based on some of the, um, Uh, performance metrics based on the hardware that they're obtaining and then the presumption of the size that it would need to sort of shrink to, to stick it into let's say a console uh, in this particular case, the PlayStation five is that they're potentially looking at for at least us Canadians, a thousand dollar console. Well, if that was actually the case, I would argue that Sony would be pricing themselves out of the gaming market because for that much money, you can now get yourself a console sized PC with the capability to actually expand and upgrade and probably still save a little bit of money. So, you know, I know it's a, it's a, it's a game of sort of give and take, but that's one advantage consoles have always
1: had. It's a really interesting thing in our heads though. Cause I mean, you think about it and like to bring Apple back into it, your basic iPhone costs, what? $800. If you <laughs> want to go out and buy an iPhone, it costs 800 bucks. Now, If you want to get a good iPhone, it's close to two grand. The Eleven Pro X was two thousand, I think, at the highest Mm -hmm. storage level. But, anyways, we're willing to pay, or certain amounts, certain parts of us are willing to pay that kind of money for that device, which you carry around with you and use all the time. Sure, but if you want something that you're going to play premium games on, you're like a thousand bucks. That's too much. Well, and uh, see, this is and this is where I think. I'm, I'm, I struggle.
0: So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gamer. I mean, we've sort of talked about this in previous episodes. I own pretty much every console that's available there in the marketplace. I've got a gaming PC. Technically, I actually have two. I just don't use the, the previous one that I, I had because I built a new one. Um, and I will buy a, a PlayStation 5. I'm not getting a PlayStation 5 because I'm going to exclusively play games on it i want to play games like uh spider-man miles morales right like i i i want to uh be able to to play those titles that aren't going to find their way to pc or if they do it finds they find their way down the road Uh, but then i also have to start to be a little more smart when it comes to what it is i acquire do i have to get it right away i'm not fooling anyone by saying no i'm going to pre-order i don't know what the price will be i i've almost Mentally committed myself. Sony, just take whatever you need out of my wallet and be done with it. But looking back in time, I don't think I've ever paid more than maybe like after, like before tax, five hundred Canadian for a console.
1: Hmm. See, I was just thinking about that, and I remember, like for me personally, the the first the Wii. I I lived near a near the electronics store at the time. Mm -hmm. and um i knew it was coming out i well you weren't able to pre-order back then so i went out at like one in the morning and i walked over and i checked how many people were in line and there was about 15 people in line and i Mm -hmm. thought oh that's interesting i went home i came back about an hour and a half later and an hour and a half later there was 30 people in line (laughs) and by then i thought oh well okay and so i texted my wife at the time i said okay i'm gonna sit out at uh sit out on Granville Street in Vancouver for the next eight hours. Like, yeah. And I'm um, going to get one of these things because, you know, I was a Nintendo fanboy. Which, I'll, I'll tell you, don't ever do that, actually. Being stuck all night on... The downtown district of Vancouver, no, 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 don't do that. But anyway,
0: where whereabouts would that store have
1: been on Granville? Well, it's currently it's now the Best Buy, Granville and Robson. It used to be a Future Shop back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what that's where, so, I, I was. That's where I was thinking. So yeah,
0: yeah, that area. I mean, it's interesting.
1: It is interesting. We had a lot of people that realized we were trapped in a line, so they found us very entertaining, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was an entertaining night. I, I'll always remember, like it was a Saturday night's, they opened it was Sunday morning, oh, so the that's, store didn't open until 11. Yeah. yeah, so it was funny because, like, at nine o'clock, cars started coming through the neighborhood from that had gone to other stores and had their Wii's and they were shaking them out the window and honking at us while we still had like two hours to wait in line. But, anyways, that wasn't the point of my story. The point of my story was once I got inside, once I bought the system and I bought four Wiimotes and I bought three games for it and I bought all of the things, at that point, it was like $800 for mm-hmm. a Wii, which you know. So yeah, the base system is, but the base system, the price point of the base system is kind of a trick because you need to buy other things. You need to buy other controllers. You need to buy. Yes.
0: Well, and that's sort of what I, I think the struggle I'm in in the past. Sony has always used the console as sort of the loss leader to get you into the ecosystem and the ecosystem is where they get you on the t- AAA titles. You're purchasing the accessories you're buying the additional controller and all that stuff. And, the PlayStation Plus subscription you're probably going to need to have. If the console itself then starts to get higher, now how much you know liquidity do I have to start investing into that gaming ecosystem? Will I want to do that? And I, I again, I'm their target. They're going to take as much money as they need um really for me the only question is am i going to go with the playstation 5 with the drive or the playstation 5 digital edition that doesn't have one because right now my ps4 pro is my blu-ray player and if i don't have i mean i get do i keep the 4 pro as the blu-ray and i get the digital edition like that's you know i and there's there's other things that factor in like i am i'm actually unsure the drive size uh, size between the two like i've not
1: Actually, seen that? Have you? No, no, they haven't released that yet either. But it's that's a, that's a good point. I mean, I've recently, like, I find, especially with PlayStation on console generations, when a new one comes out, the old one just gets off my TV and that's it. I don't touch it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that happened with the PlayStation 3, which is interesting because I mean, I remember there were like some games at the end of the generation that I was getting into, but then the 4 came out and it was like, boom, that's gone. So yeah. I've just recently actually dusted off my PlayStation 4 and plugged it back into my TV. And so now I ha- it doesn't work right now because the controller batteries have died in the meantime. So I've I've got mm-hmm. to, I've had to source replacement batteries, which uh, are in the mail. But um, I'm going to... Right now I'll get PlayStation here 3, PlayStation 4, yeah. and then probably on top of PlayStation 5. So I might just have all of them there. Personally, the Blu-ray player, yes, that is still my Blu-ray player. But how often do I even watch blu-rays so it's like yeah i don't know it's, it's a question well,
0: I, and that's the thing like i i don't watch as many i mean i've got netflix prime video uh apple tv because i bought a new macbook i'm not yep. i wouldn't i don't think i'd have paid for it otherwise but I, you know I, i'm streaming over the top uh for the most part if i play the blu-ray player or use the blu-ray player, it's because i'm watching an actual blu-ray that i have that doesn't happen to be on prime video netflix apple crave uh, because we have a tv subscription like you know whatever wherever streaming source i can get it from yeah the other thing that uh you know strikes me just sort of about the the playstation five uh is that in that announcement it was all about games it didn't occur to me that they i mean yeah like uh, there are We've seen a new Horizon, so uh, I'm definitely going to play uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Is it? I think. Yeah. Um, the sequel to Zero Dawn, which I, I thought was a phenomenal game, visually striking. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales interested in that. Um, we're going to see Sackboy again in not a Little Big Planet, but
1: Sackboy's Big Adventure, which is Little Big Planet esque. But it's not made by Media Molecule, so it's not the same company that made Little Big Planet. So that's sort yeah. of yeah.
0: But I mean, but it, it like it almost felt like we're going to show you all these really cool things, but there's not that many cool things.
1: I found it was actually kind of the opposite. I found there was a yeah. lot of cool things there, a lot of games that what, I wouldn't expect to play, like GTA five that you've been no. playing
0: since PlayStation
1: Three. No, I mean GTA Five. I have no interest in that, really. I mean, well, no,
0: but like I, I, I share that
1: because I think that was the title they started off. Yeah, with. and that was odd. That was odd. <laughs> um, but I actually was I was really surprised a by the representation. I mean, there were a lot of characters that were a games with either female lead characters mm-hmm. or people, you know, not every character wasn't your white male lead character. I mean, I think probably seventy five percent of the games at least. Were there as well as the developers, obviously. So I thought I felt it was very interesting that they chose very um, intently to show their representation in their games. As for like the games themselves, yeah, um, Miles Morales that was a that was a surprise. It's supposed to be smaller than the Spider-Man game, but and it's not an actual sequel. But it's it is a separate game. Which I mean, I love the Spider-Man game for PlayStation Four, so that's like mm-hmm. a selling system for, system seller for me um Horizon I hadn't actually seen or played Horizon until I saw that Horizon oh, really? Zero West. I'd never actually played the game. And then basically as soon as I saw that I was like, oh, I better play the play the first one. So luckily I was just through I was just in a pause in between games that I was playing, so I was like, yeah, I'll pick that up. So right now I'm actually going through Horizon Zero Dawn and and like you said loving it. It's it's beautiful. It's oh. great. You know, and I it was the, when I remember when I first picked it up uh, I, I was
0: worried I'd be disappointed because I was into multiplayer games at the time. Like I had, I had a real tight knit community playing destiny and um, I guess it would have been destiny too at that point. Um, and when it came out, our entire community was like, wow, this is a stunning game. This is phenomenal. Everyone's just talking about their experiences. Um, it didn't for even people who were all into multiplayer, like, Oh, this is good. Like it felt like a real complete game and it's been a long time I've at least experienced the games that I play where I could say, Oh, this is a real complete game. Cause generally it, there are holes that are then I find complemented by the community that I play with or the friends that I play with. That often is what sort of keeps me in the ecosystem. Yeah. Case in point destiny. Um, despite all of its issues, it's the community comes, that sort of brings a background on my PC. It's overwatch, which is my, my sort of go-to game, but, uh, no horizon zero dawn. It's just beautiful. Um, so I, again, I'm I'm, I'm looking it. and I guess I, I should sort of qualify what I was saying, or I found there was missing is that the the list of games, like it almost like the way they sort of position it is that there were going to be some sort of like an introduction to this type of title type thing. Like I I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it it almost felt like they really amped up what the presentation would be about but there was no sort of jaw-dropping oh my goodness full of pop moment
1: yeah i think maybe maybe the spider-man one was sort of that for me because everybody i mean that would have been an obvious system seller if you to have the full spider-man two game and so nobody actually expected that to be ready yet and yeah. of spider-man two to happen so putting a spider-man miles morales is amazing and that was sort of a dr- jaw drop for me and i mean. That kind of was a early, I was like, oh, okay, yes, that, that, that. And then they had a lot of like really little indie strange games. I mean, that mm-hmm. that bug snacks one, for instance. Like Yeah, until at night when the bugs come together and like come after you or something like that. I like um, it's so strange. I almost have to play it just because it's so it looks so freaking weird. And it's like and then there were things that, you know, obviously my kids were watching with me and there was the one with the little black the little black creatures. I don't remember which which game it was. But those little black creatures that had big eyes and, yeah, no, um, uh, yeah. Not Astro's Playroom, is it? Not no, I mean, my, no. my son wants Astro's Playroom. Luckily, it comes with a system, apparently. So, because he's totally into robots. But, yeah, there was one with, like, the little meep creatures. I don't know. But, anyways, my daughter was, like, totally into those. She was, like, oh, they're so cute. So, yeah, there was a little bit of something A little bit for the family. I mean, there was obviously a lot. It's a lot of first person stuff and a lot of stuff where I had to cover their eyes. And when Resident Evil came on, I was like, oh, you look look away for this part. No, you can't (laughs) do this.
0: Demon souls. But
1: yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, I, and I, I,
0: I also should concede, I mean, in all honesty, this is nothing new. Like when the next generation comes out, it's usually about a qu- two quarters before we start to see some of the bigger titles, some of the more engaging titles. Um, and that has a lot to do with the development with the hardware. Like right now, the developers have the hardware in their hands, but the amount of time that they have to sort of push capability and, and sort of iterate on, on design uh, with this new generation Obviously needs to to be factored in. Um, I was just quickly looking, sort of, you know, and we're, we're as you've probably figured out, half an hour into this episode, uh, we're Sony
1: fanboys. Yeah, I was going to apologize for that. We don't really have much to talk about with Xbox because I've never had one. See, and I have. Like, I always buy the Xbox
0: years after. Yeah, right. Like it, and that's the the. It's usually a sale purchase of some sort to to get access to sort of exclusive titles where the series X will possibly lose me is how Microsoft is really designing this sort of Xbox gaming sort of experience to be transferable between your console and your PC. So having a PC sort of gives me pause to wonder, do I even really need the console? Like sea of thieves is a game that I enjoy playing. That is a Microsoft exclusive. If C of Thieves was console only, that might be enough for me to buy the console. But the moment you say that I can play it on my PC too, which I can, you've sort of answered the question here. And that's, that's some of the curiosity that I have as to where sort of Microsoft's direction is like, it it seems to be that they're trying to sort of create this sort of gaming environment that sort of follows you from console to computer to console again, it's like also play where you want.
1: It's also, but. yeah, it's also interesting on that note, just the backwards compatibility that they have with it, which, you know, honestly, if they, if a system has that, it's nice, but it's not a selling point for me. I, I don't necessarily want to be able to play my PlayStation 4 games on a PlayStation 5. That's not oh. that's not the thing, right? But Xbox is very much about that, whereas Sony, when they were asked a the question, they were like, no, we kind of want you to play the new games on it, which... But, yeah, that's, that's the thing for me. I mean, I've had a couple of systems. I think, like, my my Wii, for instance, that I mentioned earlier, played GameCube games, but I think that's the only backwards compatible system I've ever had. Well, and I, a,
0: yeah, the example I was going to give is, like, Nintendo. My original NES did not work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it worked, but the title, the, the, the cartridges did not fit into my Super you Nintendo. Could, no, exactly. So, yeah, that's... And a, I, well, and I was going to say, like, that to that note yeah, that doesn't sell, sell to me either. And that's where, again, it, it's this, it's, it's like Microsoft really isn't, is, isn't is sure how, how they approach this. It. Like Sony's clear cut. And I mean, this is, this has been pretty standard. Every time they release a new version of a console, their titles age out. Um, the argument back in the day was that the reason your, your PS3 could not support PS2 is the PS3 used an entirely different, uh, you know, uh, technical code base but I wasn't upset that I couldn't play PS two titles on my PS three. No. And then when I went to my PS four, the only titles that I was interested in were the sort of AAA titles I was buying sort of laid in. So I know the PS four is coming, but you're still releasing games that I'm not necessarily going to have the time to complete. Like, do I need both? And like one of them that uh, I had, I owned actually, I I do own GTA. So I should concede that, but uh, battlefield was a, a game that I was into and it was, you know, essentially transferable. Now, the transference was not just stick the disc in and play. Essentially, the disc going in the drive was simply the acknowledgement that the game, I owned it, and it was an entire digital download that sat right. on the console for me to play. And
1: that was only really to get me going. Like, but, it, that was to have some content. So that's one interesting thing right now, because as I mentioned before, like, I remember a couple of games I was playing on P- PlayStation 3, Then the PlayStation 4 came out and I just dropped them right there. Now Mm -hmm. with PlayStation 4 being almost over, there's a couple of major games coming out. You know, Last of Us Part 2 is out this week and uh, Ghosts of Tsushima is coming out pretty soon. That's going to be, that's a big one from uh, Sucker Punch, I believe. And so those are both games I'd normally be interested in. But at this point, I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, well, do I get them now? And, you know, I already have enough games to play right now. I Mm -hmm. will play both of those ones, but I have enough games to play right now or do I wait until PlayStation 5 and see the remastered version or the PlayStation 5 version that hasn't been announced yeah. yet and when that gets announced? I mean, that's the one I want to play, obviously. So, yeah, I'm sort of holding off on the, that and hoping for that announcement to sort of clarify. Because yeah. you and know I, they're going to do it. Yeah, no, totally. Why? why if, I mean, especially
0: The Last of Us 2. Yeah. I mean, that, that title alone um, is sellable across multiple generations. Heck if GTA five can live through now, it'll be its third generation of consoles. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm so curious. <laughs> like is that, that has to be an ecosystem thing. There has to be enough money Oh yeah, you know, behind that title um, for like my, with the way microtransactions are built that that it makes sense to then invest in the, the redevelopment. Like, it's just weird. But if that can do it, Last of Us 2 should. Um, the other component, though, and, and this sort of ties into sort of back to that comment of, of Microsoft. So just this past week, uh, Microsoft announced that uh, they were shutting Mixer down. Mixer was their Twitch uh, competitor. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is that Microsoft acquired Mixer to sort of fully integrate into their experience to sort of push, you know, into the broadcast space to um, make the Xbox the console streamers choice. Um, one of the differentiators between what you could do on an Xbox console and what you could do on a PlayStation console when it came to being a, a content creator and broadcaster was that with the PlayStation, you had to accept Sony's crap experience unless you went and got all the additional hardware to go in and become a you know, phenomenal content creator. Microsoft said, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to provide you this stellar experience. And by the way, uh, here's everything that you can do with it. They actually brought in other partners. There's a, a this a company called Lightstream that helped amplify the experience where you could stream from the console and, and, and what have you. Well, Microsoft has pulled the plug on Mixer this week. Interesting that they would decide they no longer want to be in that space. But if you look at the statistics, it really wasn't adding up especially when you look at the pandemic gains that Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming, and Twitch have all seen. And during that same period of time, when they were talking about like, you know, high double digits to three digit growth, Mixer had like 3% year over year. So that's telling you something. And on top of that, Microsoft dropped some serious money on some of the creators that they brought over from the likes of Twitch, uh, Ninja, Shroud, what have you. Why I bring this up is that there is a part of me that now wonders if Microsoft is almost second guessing the gaming space, and could that be why there is so much sort of uh, collaboration between older generations, cross compatibility with PC, and in turn, maybe Microsoft's just going back to sort of the bread and butter. Let's just focus on on personal computers and have the gaming as like the you know younger sibling cousin that everyone, you know, sees once in a while but our focus is on on the favorite kid.
1: I just think we should point out on behalf of the nerdy dad cast, you know, if Microsoft you want to put 50 million dollars into us as your bright future and we burn out and don't quite make what you think we should be, that's all right. We can handle that. We can try to do that for you. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're we're in for the long haul. Evening. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd actually, you know what, if they if they did that, I wouldn't buy a PS5.
0: I would, I'd st- I'd stop talking about PS5. Exactly. I could we'll, be
1: bought. We'll never talk about them again, we promise.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I mean, it's it's an interesting time, obviously. That we're in. I mean, the pandemic is obviously driving a lot. Like, actually, today, and Microsoft announced they're closing their retail stores. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting part of it, too. Because, I mean, I was talking about that today with, uh, with someone where... You know, normally we have, we'd go out to dinner, we'd go out and spend 80 bucks on a meal and we would do that several times a month. And now we're not doing that anymore because, you know, pandemic and stuff. So there is sort of this extra money that I wouldn't normally have, that I can just say, yeah, I'll buy that. And I'll buy whatever add ons you've got for it and give me the VR as well, because that's now my source of entertainment because we're all Mm -hmm. stuck inside and we're all, you know, living through the pandemic. So, so yeah, I don't mind investing in that. And, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to to it myself.
0: Yeah. The uh I just actually just looking at the Xbox Series X uh website here which is going to be like so you could go and buy your Xbox Series X box
1: <laughs>
0: to put your Xbox Series X in like I don't know. Um it's a 1 terabyte SSD or custom SSD. That's what the Series X comes with. And m- Microsoft is notoriously n- n- or they notoriously don't make
1: it easy to upgrade where Sony's like, yeah, just take this drive out, swap in a new one. This time though, I don't know that's going to be the case though. Cause the whole thing about the PlayStation is it's, you know, it's SSD drive and how there's going to be no loading times and all this. So I'm also kind of worried about that because my PlayStation four at this point is, is full and you know. Every, well, yeah. Every time I want to play a new game, I have to find five others to delete. And then each game gets a little bit bigger because they're getting more and more graphically intense and everything. So, you know, if I have to find 150, like Red Dead Redemption is like, is a ridiculous amount of space. It's like 120 oh, gigs if you or something have total. Call of Duty Warzone or Call of Duty, whatever, they continue to push out 100 gig updates. Yeah. So you get a couple of those. I mean, those two games are your entire hard drive on the system. So yeah, yeah that's, that's gonna be interesting to the next generation and how big those hard drives are and what you have to do.
0: Yeah, and I mean my PS4, I actually upgraded the hard drive. I had because it came with 500 gigs. I that was filled like quick, right? So then I I bumped it up to a terabyte, and that started to get full. Now my PS4 Pro has a terabyte inside, but it was still uh, something that I could pull out and swap in a new drive. Now Microsoft accepted that you might want more space, but for their expansion, it was an external HDD. With the Series X, the fact that it's a custom SSD, you're not going to be able to swap that out. You're not going to. I mean, maybe they go and brand and accessory but that makes no sense. So if you're able to expand the drive space, I would be going to presume it's going to be an external HD. And you know, that introduces some variables that make your gameplay maybe less effective because you're now introducing the potential for for slowdown. Yeah, uh, to happen, you know, when a game is loading uh, from this external drive, and I think the way most systems work is it's not loading exclusively from the external drive. It's storing a bulk of the data files within the external drive, but they're still on the internal drive. You know, the key files that are required for the game to function. Otherwise, someone would be like, "Ah, cool! I'm going to take this game, share it with my friends, and now that um, terabyte doesn't seem to be enough." And I, I can't compare that to PlayStation it because I actually don't know if they've shared that. Like I'm on their website right now and they show no metrics outside of output, <laughs> uh, which is up to 120 FPS to 120 Hertz.
1: Yeah, and on, on that kind of stuff now, I just don't find that I care anymore. I mean, I remember back in the days where you were like 8-bit, 16-bit. Oh, 16-bit so much more amazing than 8-bit. And then you got up to... 64-bit, oh, that's amazing. But now I don't care about teraflops or gigawatts or any of these things. I mean, I just don't anymore. It's It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and I – well, this is the uh, – some of the communities I'm in, like the, the PCMR, PC Master Race people, uh, they'll be, oh, man, I already have that on a computer. Whoa, this is phenomenal. But, like, I think someone who owns a PC who views consoles as sort of lesser don't understand the console is not trying to compete with the computer. No, like it it is truly wanting to own its space. There is a reason why the console market has existed for as long as it has. Um, I'm actually, I was Googling, uh, the, the, the actual stats and I found, unfortunately, um, nothing, nothing specific though. (laughs) There's, uh, on, uh, so BGR, which is a, uh, what's uh, starting this website, they have the PS five listed as a 500 gig SSD. I, yeah, I can't see that. Like I, I, just considering the four pro has came with a terabyte. That doesn't, that doesn't add up. No. But,
1: and I, I'm not trying to suggest that that's actually straight up, but especially if you're going towards a diskless system, I mean, you can't, you can't yeah. have a hard drive that... Which is funny because, I mean, I remember back in the days when I was a kid and the hard drive was 20 megabytes, so now it's like, yeah. But saying that, you know, a 500 gigabyte system is pretty small these days. You can't really...
0: Yeah, it, that would be too small. Like I'm just sort of... Uh, I'll have to dig a little bit deeper. But while I'm sort of on this, this topic here, um, someone actually put together a sort of a comparison of the PlayStation, PS2, 3, 4, and 5. Looking at the devices themselves... So, just with the RAM alone, the iterations have been nuts. Uh, PlayStation had 2 megs of RAM. Like, we're talking, you know, super speed back in 1995. Yep. Uh, Five years later, we have 32 megs of RAM inside of that box. Six years later, 512 megabytes of RAM. The PlayStation 4 had 8 gigs. And then the PlayStation 5 will have between 32 to 64 gigs uh, Mm -hmm. of RAM. So like we're thinking about the actual power of the device. It is just unbelievable. What I do find actually quite interesting is the sort of years in between PlayStation to two, five years, two to three, six, three to four, seven, and then four to five. It's just, you know, it's seven to eight because holiday for us, we don't know when it'll be. It's this year, seven next year, eight. So it seems to be that Sony is actually accepting Sort of that additional year, which is interesting, because you look at like Apple. Oh, their device support is getting to the point where it's a new device within six months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anywho, and then meanwhile you've got Nintendo just popping out the Switch that magically
1: does what it does. Nintendo always done their own thing, and that's that's what I love about them, you know. But uh, yeah, they're not really concerned about the t- the gigaflops or the terabytes or any of the things. It's just we're going to do what we're going to do. Yeah, oh, by the way, we're also going to go and sell
0: you titles that come on small little plastic disc cartridges things, but the box itself <laughs> pretty sizable in comparison. <laughs> I remember when I got my, because I pre-ordered a Switch, and I'm trying to think what title I pre-ordered with it. Anyhow, doesn't matter. Breath of the Wild, obviously. You know, yeah, actually, it might have been Breath of the Wild. So you, I open up the cartridge case. That's it. Like, there wasn't even a flyer in there or instructions or or anything. It was this tiny little game cartridge that when I stuck into my Switch, proceeded to go and install some files and then download some more so I could play the game. Really, really, really interesting approach. I'm actually curious how much one of those little cartridges holds. I'm
1: not going to guess it's the same amount that a blu-ray does you could google it it's it's online i know that i can't spot it off the top of my head though no but i I, i'm not so interested to discover but that's why i was just thinking at the top of my head yeah but on that note i mean i am interested in what they're going to do and i mean normally we would have been going through major announcement time i mean well like e3 e3 would would have happened and comic-con and all these things are happening so normally We would have gotten some announcements from Nintendo as well. And I mean, Nintendo has like Breath of the Wild 2 still coming out and all these other games. So certainly I'm still looking forward to seeing what they're going to say to sort of try to take a little bit of thunder away from PlayStation and Xbox.
0: So here we are at the end of a pretty lengthy episode where all we did is talk about PlayStation with, you know, a little bit of time spent on Microsoft and us both loving Nintendo didn't feel we needed to go and spend too much time there. Uh, I'm genuinely curious. You are listeners. Are you one going to go and grab one of these consoles? And if two, are you a PlayStation, you know, or an Xbox or a switch? I mean, but this try to get a switch right now. Good luck. Uh, I, I am PlayStation five, a uh, pre-order. Give me, you know, I'll take all my money. Sony person, John, you're probably going to be the same. as well. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, that's not to suggest we're right. It just means that we're maybe more
1: informed. And if more of you vote Xbox, we can try to s- use a future episode just about the Xbox. We'll have to learn a lot because we don't know. But uh, we can yeah, try. Maybe,
0: maybe sh- ship us one of the Xboxes you've pre-ordered or purchased and we could try it out and tell you what it's like. I mean, it. it my worry is that I'd have it sitting around here and someone would be like, oh, why does Chris have an additional subwoofer? <laughs> just sitting next to his computer or the TV. I, I shouldn't knock it. Like I, I, again, I've owned every Xbox console. It's just that my, my brother, he actually, his first console, that's sort of the higher gen PlayStation, Xbox world. uh, Unfortunately, he went through three because of warranty issues. Mm. Uh, The red ring of death was essentially a guarantee in his world. And, the experience soured me enough that when I decided to, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger on a console. I'm going to pull the trigger on a PlayStation. And since then, that's where my friends, my family have been. That's where I've lived. And I have yet to reach a point where, why would I not go and get another one? They just seem to work. And if they don't, it's about time. Like my PS3 laser went, and I think we talked about this in a previous episode, the day my PS4 shipped. Right? So, I mean, yeah, I wish that laser didn't go and croak, but rest in I peace. I had that, I had that, uh, you know, PS3 fatty for like from from launch yeah. essentially. So can't complain. Cool. So we will be back in a couple of weeks' time, as we uh, talked about at the top of this episode. Uh, we've established a more refined recording cadence, so you won't have to go for, uh, too many sort of days in between. You'll probably find the episodes themselves will come out, uh, as opposed to the past where they're sort of on the weekend, they're going to come out probably more midweek. And uh, moving forward, I think we're going to probably have a little more sort of fun in, in, in what the topics are that we we address. So, yeah, sometimes it'll be parenting, sometimes it'll be just John and I riffing on, you know, what we're up to because, you know, we're dads and dads do stuff. So, why not, right? I mean, this is the nerdy dad cast. Absolutely. Not the... You know, all the mistakes Chris made and the shaking of John's head hearing about the mistakes that he made. Is a-
1: Though we will have those episodes. Hell yeah. I mean,
0: that's a guarantee. I mean, you're shaking your head at me right now that's and true. I haven't even done anything.
1: Uh, but uh, any final words of wisdom you want to share with all of our uh, listeners here, John? I'm not feeling very wise today. So I think next time maybe we'll just, we'll we'll give some good dad advice next time. We'll just have to figure out what it is. Cool. Well, if, if anyone has good dad advice that you want John to share, you
0: know feel free to, to send that into us. Yeah. Tweet. At... Yeah. I was going to say tweet at nerdy dad or uh, you can go to nerdydadcast.com or you can send us an email feedback at nerdydadcast.com. All sorts of different ways to get in touch with us. If you happen to be Microsoft, um, a 50 mil would be nice, but I'd settle for five. John and I could split five mil. Yeah. Right? We're, we're easy. We're, yeah. We're not look, expensive. Yeah. It wouldn't be a hundred mil. We'd, we'd, we'd totally split five. I mean, Just, you know, get in touch. Uh, And then uh, last but not least, if uh, you like what you are hearing from us, hopefully you tune into a future episode. So, you know, click that subscribe button uh, wherever you happen to be listening to us. If you happen to be listening to us on DirtyDadcast.com, we'll always have episodes there, but you can find us in pretty much every one of your favorite podcast apps that exist on this planet. And if for some reason we're not in the one that you use, let us know, and I will remedy to that as quick as I possibly can So on behalf of John, myself, Chris, we're going to sign this episode off as we always do by asking you to stay nerdy, my friends.